the key to creating a peaceful yet powerful life is to create the same type of relationship with your mind. We all know that our minds are incredibly powerful, yet many of us have not spent a great deal of time or energy trying to improve our relationship with our mind. Your mind is a dynamic, creative element, much like the weather. In order to reach a state of peace with it and harness its incredible power, you must come to understand its nature, then develop a healthy relationship with it. Welcome to this episode of Evolve, an exploration of spirituality, wellness, and the thoughtfulness practice with acclaimed author and visionary teacher, Kalani Das. What is the nature of the mind? We know that one of the main functions of the mind is to help us identify features in our environment. We often categorize these as things, although we know that everything is really part of the same thing. For the purposes of functioning, we identify features of that oneness as separate things. This helps us navigate our terrain, recognize patterns, and helps us categorize, compare, and contrast those things that make up our environment. Another important function of the mind lies in its ability to deconstruct things in order to understand how they're created, to get a better view of an item's basic elements. This in turn helps us to understand how things are constructed and it helps inform another important function of the mind, which is to create new things from existing things. Our minds help us synthesize and create new things that have never existed before. This is true for both tangible things, things that we can see, touch, and experience through our senses, and it also applies to the thoughts and memories that are created in relation to those things. Our imaginations are what set us apart from all the other animals. The human ability to identify, categorize, compare, and contrast, take apart, put back together, and create new solutions is what allows us to survive in a world where we are physically ill-equipped. It's our mental capacity that gives us an edge, but it's also the same capacity that often leads us to suffer internally as we grapple with our own thoughts. This is why an understanding of the nature of the mind is critical in achieving a sense of inner peace, as well as directing our lives in a way that is purposeful and powerful. Consider your own thoughts. You know your mind is creative. You know that it presents you with many different images and sensations that come into your awareness at various times. You know that you cannot control what your mind presents to you. Anyone with a mind knows that all you have to do is pay attention in order to understand that this is part of the nature of your mind. The mind is not only like a computer. 
It's also much like the weather or a wild animal. It's unpredictable and dynamic. It's both reactive and proactive, meaning that it responds to stimuli, and it also creates internal stimuli on its own. You never know what your mind is going to present to you, but you can develop a peaceful relationship with your mind while using what it produces to maximize your success in whatever it is you wish to accomplish. The first step in creating a peaceful and powerful relationship with your mind is to reframe its role in your life. First, we're going to give our mind a new title, the one of helper. Instead of thinking of your mind as you, think of your mind as your assistant or your helper. After all, most of the activity of your mind is directed at helping you navigate the world, make sense out of the things that happen, and solve problems that you might incur along your path. So begin to think of your mind as a resource that presents you with options and possibilities. Your helper. Every thought is presented to you by your mind for your consideration. Not every thought you have has equal validity or value. Being able to quickly determine which thoughts are going to be the most useful for you is also another important key in developing a peaceful and powerful relationship with your mind. Once you establish the relationship with your mind of helper, the next step is to have a filter in place through which you will run all of the products of your mind, leaving you with the highest quality thoughts upon which you will act. Let's examine a few of the criteria that you could use to determine which of your thoughts will be of the most value. When your mind presents you with a thought, whether it's about something in the moment, something in the future, or as a memory, ask yourself if the subject matter is realistic. Realistic in this context means, does the content of the thought resemble my first-hand experience of the world? So it's not about your beliefs about the world or what other people have told you, but your first-hand experience. Now, some might argue that reality is subjective, and there may be some truth to that. But what's relevant is whether your thoughts match what you have experienced through your own senses. Because our senses are as close as we can come to determining what is objective, or what we might call real, they become our baseline for reality. Every child has probably imagined a monster under his bed or in the closet or walking around outside of his window. So if you have had first-hand experience of a monster, then you would have a reason to think that a thought of one could be realistic. Otherwise, you would label it as unrealistic or imaginary.
Virtually every enlightened master has made it clear that it's up to each of us as individuals to walk our own path, determining what is real and what is imaginary, and from that form a healthy relationship with our own mind and the world. It might be tempting to base what is real on second-hand accounts as recalled by other people, or stories that you've heard or read, or even things that you have imagined. The choice is entirely up to you, but consider how difficult it might be to build a foundation of real peace and authentic power on an imaginary platform. Trust your senses to provide you with quality information about what is real. Allow your first-hand experiences to determine what you label as realistic. This way, you'll have solid ground for developing a healthy relationship with your mind and the world in which you live. You know that you have many types of thoughts about different subjects. It's perfectly normal for your mind to produce a lot of activity and present it to you in the form of imaginary sensory experiences, such as images that you see in your mind's eye. Think of what your mind presents you not simply as thoughts, but as constructs, scenarios, or possibilities. Then ask yourself, is this thought relevant to me? Relevant in this context means that the thought content is related to one of your interests, goals, or values. The answer to this question will vary depending on the context of your current life situation. What becomes relevant in one situation may not seem as relevant in another. But you can always ask yourself the question to determine to what degree you wish to entertain or use a particular thought you're having. Will you entertain the thought and develop it along a certain path to reach a certain goal? Or is it something that you could let go because it's not relevant to you in this moment? If you conclude that a thought is both realistic and relevant, then you could ask another question. Is it actionable? Actionable in this case means that there's something that you can do to affect your relationship with the subject of the thought. For example, if your thought is about something that happened in the past, there may be nothing that you can do to change what happened. The only action available to you might relate to your relationship with the memory, how you feel about it, and what you will do when you experience the memory again. If your thought is about something that could happen in the future, you could take some action to prepare yourself in some way. Keep in mind that thinking about what you might do in the future is not an action, but simply more thinking. We call this form of thinking rehearsing or planning. In paying attention to the vast array of possibilities presented to you by your mind, consider how many of those are truly actionable. If you're like most people, 
you'll discover that a very small percentage of them are actionable. From those thoughts, you can choose the ones that are most closely aligned with your values, interests, and goals. Am I suggesting that we should ignore or reject all thoughts that are based in imagination and fantasy? Of course not. Imagination and fantasy have always played a role in human evolution. It's how we embellish our stories and our thinking. Uh, science fiction and fantasy can be a useful platform for both educating and entertaining. It's only an issue when the person fails to distinguish between what is fantasy and what we would call reality. As you pay attention more and more to the products of your mind, use these questions to determine both the quality and value of certain thoughts over others. Most people have the same or similar thoughts over and over again throughout the day. So there's no need to treat them all as if each one deserves your full attention. Be selective. Choose your thoughts based on criteria that will help you anchor into the present moment and serve you in realizing your life purpose. Only you can determine for yourself which thoughts are realistic, relevant, and actionable. Imagine your mind as your helper, bringing you a wide variety of possibilities for your consideration. Know that you're never obligated to take up any of them in a serious way. You can always pick and choose. And in this way, you help condition your mind to produce more of what will work for you. Remember that your mind is attempting to help you thrive. Its function is to help you solve problems, but in doing so, it sometimes produces thoughts that become problems because you don't know how to handle them. There's no reason for a random thought to cause you to feel angry, fearful, or even sad. See every thought you have as your mind's way of presenting you with a possibility or an option. You have the right and ability to say, that's interesting, but I don't think that's realistic. Or, that thought is irrelevant because it doesn't align with any of my values, interests, or goals. Or, that thought's interesting, but it's not actionable at this time, so there's no point in entertaining it any further. Keep in mind that the quality of your life is directly related to the quality of your emotions. If you allow your thoughts to cause you anxiety, sadness, or even anger, you're not only hurting yourself, you're reducing the overall quality of your life. Only you can decide how you're going to use your mind. Only you can determine what's realistic, relevant, and actionable from moment to moment. 
Using your mind to increase the quality of your life is a skill just like any other. It begins with awareness, paying attention, having a clear idea of the types of changes that you want to make, and then practicing those skills until you get the results that you want. Now that you've shifted your awareness and understanding of your mind from being you to being your helper, you can start developing the skills that will help you create a peaceful and powerful relationship with your mind and the world in which you live. Future talks will focus on the holographic mind and the role of emotions in helping us identify and manage unconscious thoughts as they manifest through changes in our energetic body. You've been listening to Evolve with author and teacher Kalani Das. Visit KalaniDas.com where you'll enjoy inspirational music, insightful articles, and other resources as you continue to evolve.